Hi, Karen. Hello. <laughs> Okay, so um, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I know school is really stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Karen. Um, (laughs) What else? I'm from Cameroon and I used to live in Kenya. I lived in Kenya for around five years, my entire the length of high school that entire time and then I moved to Mauritius for uni so I've been living in three different countries I actually still live in three different countries simultaneously right now because my mom still works in Kenya but we also still live in Cameroon and I'm living here for uni so yeah and that has been an experience mm. yeah okay we'll get into the details of that in a bit yeah. but um let's just start from let's start from Cameroon hmm. you were born there yes so just Cause like I've never been to Cameroon. I have a horrible sense of geography. I know like they are right next to us or somewhere. Yeah. Okay, just from fact, Karen just told me that Cameroon. <laughs> she didn't know that Cameroon was right next to Nigeria. We share a border, <laughs> guys. We literally share a border. No, I knew they were close to us somewhere. I yeah. just didn't know like where on the map Cameroon was. Mm-hmm. So um, it was when I came to Mauritius that I actually started meeting people from Cameroon. Yeah. And um, I know Cameroon is like part francophone, part anglophone. So just tell me a little bit about that. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a francophone region. My parents are francophones. I'm a francophone by birth, I guess. But they put me through bilingual school. So when I was in primary, I used to do like, like the week was divided. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I used to come and I would do school in English. And then the rest of the week I would do in French and they would switch like that. So from the start, my first language was French, but from the start, I've been exposed to English. So, I mean, I've like been speaking the two. And yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the reality for many of us. Like, I feel like outside of Cameroon, a lot of people are big on like the bilingualism thing. But for mm-hmm. us, it's like so normal. It's like mm-hmm. whatever, because it's, it's not even a skill mm-hmm. to us anymore. Yeah. Like, we're just, that's how we are. So that's something that I really like. But it's causing a lot of fights because like the Francophone region is much bigger than the Anglophone region. And so yeah. naturally, they feel like they're not very much involved when it comes to politics, mm-hmm. economics and stuff. So there's a little mini war that's going on. Just a little war. Just <laughs> a little war. <laughs> it's actually not very mini. People are dying these yeah. days. It's getting more serious with time. But man, and I wish I could do something about it, but that's life, I yeah. guess. Um, aside from that, what else? I feel like because I was in a francophone region, mm-hmm. my command of English was actually not that good. It's until I moved to Kenya that I started like actually speaking it. So I was more like good at writing English than I was at speaking it because I would never speak it. Yeah. I speak like my parents and I communicate in French. My mm-hmm. friends and I communicate in French. So English was really just something that I could write, yeah. and that was it. I couldn't really speak. That's so, crazy because yeah. like I feel like when I. When I used to see you, mm. I would say, and like I would hear you speak, but like not to me, just like maybe to Ingrid or something. And mm. I would be like, Karen sounds like, she sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Not like I knew you from somewhere, but yeah, like, yeah. I was like, is she Nigerian? Because like <laughs> I can't place her English. And then to hear like English is not even really like your first language is yeah. crazy because you speak it so well. Like, you don't, I was like, where's she from? And mm. then you're like, oh, she's Cameroonian. 
mm-hmm. but she lives in Kenya. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. Because yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you speak French. I've only ever heard you speak, speak English. English. I feel like because of that, because that my, like I learned English from a lot of different things. I feel like I went to a British school. Mm. So my t- some of my teachers were British. A lot of the videos we would watch were British. I was watching a lot of British TV. So it's like some of my words, I pronounce them like, British people yeah. would. Some of my words are pronounced like Kenyans would. And mm. also some of my words are pronounced like Cameroonians would. Yeah. So a lot of people have like issues. That's being why. Like, where That's do you, where why. are you from? Like, you, who speaks like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I feel like I like it. I don't <laughs> I don't really care because I don't notice the difference. I only yeah. know when people tell me and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please just say something in French because I've literally never heard you speak French before. What would you like me to say? I don't know. <laughs> You know what? I'm so shy about speaking French. Because I feel like when I moved to Kenya, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was such... I, I, I didn't want to be different. Because people would make fun of me for my accent already. Because I told you, like, I didn't... When I, I, I couldn't speak that well. So when I moved, people weren't really... Like, my accent was a little weird, a little bit. You could tell that, like, it's not my first language. And so people would microaggressions you know mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. of fun there fun there so i didn't want I, I i tried to assimilate my english very fast and i also didn't want to speak french i didn't even want people to know that i speak french because i just i didn't want to be different i didn't want anything else to call attention to me i mm-hmm. just wanted to be you know at peace and yeah stuff. but um what do you want me to say um <laughs> Don't know. Just say my name is Karen. Okay. I, whatever. Je m'appelle Karen. Mm. Je viens du Cameroon. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's crazy. Because, yeah. like, I would never know. And, like, it used to stand out to me so much because I'm like, I couldn't place you. But yeah. that's crazy. And it's really good <laughs> as well. So, mm. just, um, um, okay, so tell me a little bit about Kenya. Kenya is just one of those places that is like, I don't know. I think from like a Nigerian perspective, yeah. I think Kenya is just somewhere that's just so far. I think East Africa, to it's be honest. so far. Because Nigerians are like, okay, not all of Okay, let me say For yourself. Yeah. Before you I, upset people. I, I'm very, um, or I used to be, I feel like, you know, coming to Mauritius because, um, you know, especially even like uni, because mm-hmm. like you have primarily Africans if, if someone is not Mauritian, they're African, they're African or have African something. Yeah. So I've gotten I've gotten to you know really meet a lot of different people from different African countries that mm-hmm. I don't think I would have met if not if not for, for coming here. here. Yeah. You know, and then like people say, oh, you look like <sighs> this is so embarrassing, but I know like when I first came, yeah. someone was like, oh my gosh, you look like you're from Burundi. And I was like, where is that? Is It's not even funny. But, like, now, it's, you know, it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, like, before coming here, before meeting, like, quite a number of Kenyans, I used to feel like Kenya was just, like, so... F- like, I mean, you would hear about it, like, maybe, like, in movies or, like, in TV. Yeah. You know, just peripherally. But, like, tell me a little bit about living in Kenya. How, what is it like there? Kenya is... Um, coming from Cameroon, because Cameroon is, I mean, we're fairly developed, but we still have like our little, you know, the things that we don't have. When, when I moved to Kenya, I was like, wow, you know, I, like I used to get very impressed by little things like movie theaters. We didn't have a, like we used to, but they, I don't know what happened, but we didn't have like, like going to the movies was, is not an activity that you will hear Cameroonian teens talking about, except like recently when they rebuilt like a proper one. So like just little things, little differences. And like, I guess Kenya is more economically developed. That's something that you can't deny living standards and stuff like that. So, um, as a country, I feel like it's very, it's a very beautiful country. I really, really like it. 
Um, my only issue was with the people, mm. and I feel like it's not really their fault. It's just that they're plagued by this ignorance that comes from, <laughs> no, really, that just comes from being in a self-sufficient country. I guess you know how, like mm. in Africa, you have South Africans, Nigeria, and Kenya as like the big countries in Africa. So because of that, I feel like a lot of people from these countries don't really care to look at other countries yeah you know in you know like know how other people live and stuff Mm -hmm. so i feel like because of that they don't they weren't exposed to like someone from a different country and they also have like stereotypes you know because i'm west african they would always like you know give me like um nigerian stereotypes because nigerians are like you know, they have these little stereotypes that like people like Nigerians are very strong, like a bit violent, stuff like that. So I don't know. The the social aspect of it was a bit harder than living there. Living there was fun, but like it took me a while for I feel like at the beginning I felt very, you know, as like a side yeah. Like, yeah, like I ostracized a little bit because I couldn't speak very well. Um, I was a bit shy as well. I looked different, stuff like that. So, yeah, but all in all, they're great. I have my best friend is Kenyan. I have a lot of friends from there. It, it, it's a nice place. It's just that I feel like people need to get out and like understand other cultures and see like how other people live. Yeah. yeah, that's it's funny that you say that actually because I feel like this thing that you said about like the big countries is so true, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's something that I also like did or maybe even still do like not consciously Mm -hmm. but um i think like it's funny and ironic because when i first came to mauritius i was like oh my gosh like they're so stuck in like the ways that they think like they just they're just this little island in the middle of nowhere and they're just doing (laughs) their own little thing yeah you know but then like when i remove myself like from like judging Mm -hmm. you know in that way i realized that that's the way like a lot of people from other african countries look at us you know when you're when you feel like you're just maybe not feel like but like in a way you're just very mainstream Mm -hmm. you know other little things don't really like concern you yeah and it's crazy because there's so many different cultures you know one thing that i would say that moving to kenya gave me Mm -hmm. is um an open-mindedness that i don't think i would have developed if i had stayed in cameroon because i feel like going there moving there exposed me to so much more in terms of like i don't know if it's really as a product of being there or just me growing up but i feel like being there contributed still in like widening my perspectives on religion how i feel about religion now Mm. being exposed to lgbtq community members i like i don't think in cameroon anyone would ever openly come and say i am lesbian and even though in kenya it's still you know taboo i feel Mm. like there's more exposure for that there's more support for that so i feel like it changed and also i met a lot of people there instead like instead of being like oh i feel different i wanted to learn more about their culture learn more about other people's culture so i feel like being just moving away from my small little bubble that i had known and that that was my world to Mm. someone else's world yeah i think it really changed the way that i think and Mm. like experience and i feel like like now for example i would say us as like west africans are very stuck like in our thinking Mm. and um as much as kenyans are also an african country i feel like we are more like that on like that side of africa we're very stuck on oh religion oh it has to be like this oh it has to be like that yeah and so i feel like i wouldn't have grown to be this person that is very accepting of everybody if i hadn't moved so i'll say that that's also one thing that moving 
like I was almost like I had just become a teenager or something Mm -hmm. and so it was so hard because I feel like she was like my mom was taking away my world I was like my friends my you know how teenagers Mm -hmm. are very melodramatic (laughs) very I was like oh no and I feel like because of that strain because of my dad not being there and all these things it kind of broke down my relationship with my mom and so all of those things I feel like I feel like moving away from your country can be a positive experience but in the beginning it's always gonna be hard and i missed you know, and you know in the end you realize that you don't even miss the big things it's the little things it's the, little thing. the, it's always little the thing. food for example being here um the fact that there's no plantain is driving me crazy insane little stuff like that yeah. you know that you're like if i was home i wouldn't have to deal with this if i was home i would have had this you know and my family as well so traveling but at the same time i feel like because of that experience now it's much easier for me. I feel like now I would like I'm the type of person who before you could not even tell me oh you um, move to this country to go and work. I would say no no no. But now I don't mind. I would really like to go and work in a different country than the countries I've already known. Yeah. Um. Not that I don't miss them anymore, but I feel like I'm used to it. I've accommodated. I've you're, tried you're to different. Become, yeah. I'm different, and I've tried to become more independent. So yeah, but. Traveling for leisure is always more fun than traveling. Yeah, for. I think so. I was I was talking at the um bus stop with somebody mm-hmm. and we were talking about like how, you know, tourists come in and they have such a great time here and everything. And I said like it's 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 normal because like you can't tell me like if I came to Mauritius and I went to the north, for example, and I just stayed in a nice five star hotel and I just yeah. you know drank it. by the beach the whole time. Uh. But like it's different. Now I've gone to <laughs> I've gone to catch a board. I feel like I've gone around. Yeah, like so, there's nothing like more to us like to this place. And I feel like every time I talk to someone who's not here for uni, that was telling me how I'm so lucky to be like in an exotic place. Yeah, and I'm like, an island. you know, like it's it's really uh, it's very much meh. Like mm-hmm, you think mm-hmm. it's so. And when I first came came here, admittedly, I was like, oh, this place is beautiful, blah blah blah. But I very quickly got tired because. Living in a place is very much different than coming here. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh Okay, so that's fair. So, um, out of all the three countries that you've lived in, where Mm -hmm. do you think you can say you felt most at home? Because I feel like you were born in Cameroon. Yeah. You discovered a lot of yourself in Kenya. And now I feel like you're just kind of like solidifying that. And like more like, more like fitting into the mold of who you are. Yeah. You know, so like, where do you think you say you felt most at home? I think in Cameroon, because I mean, ultimately, that's home for me. That's home. That's where everything is grounded. As much as there are very many things about the the way of thinking that I'm like, no, y'all really need to stop that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I still feel like that's the place where I can really like let go. And I think it's. I, I at first I thought it was because that's where my family and my parents is, but it's because. I like the ambience. I like the people, despite all of the little, you know, little things that they need to unlearn. I feel like it's a very friendly place. It's a very welcoming place. It's a very funny place. I think Cameroons are very funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like all in all, that's the place where ultimately I'm like, this is where you know I would really like. If if I were to live everywhere in the world, I would always like to go back. There. Go back to Cameroon. Yeah, yeah um, I get that. I think same. I mean. Nigeria is a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigeria is 
a lot of things, but ultimately Nigeria is home. Yeah, you know, and you like, can't take that away from, you really from yourself. That's that's where you, that's where you were born, and that's where you know most. Like you know, you, you know the most. That's the place you know the most. Even if you live in another country for so long, that's the place you know. That's the place yeah. you were born in. Yeah. So. Okay, so let's talk about like let's let's just quickly go back to like Kenya and East Africa and just being there because like I'm very you know, I think it's very interesting mm-hmm. to be honest. And um I do think about it sometimes, like what would I be like if I, you know, grew up in a different country yeah. or something. You know, like 'cause like now I feel like I'm a bit older. Mm-hmm. I'm more like anything that I learned from here on out would just be like little tweaks to who I am. True. Not like fundamentally, you know, changing changing yeah. who I am. So like let's talk a little bit about like um what did Kenya do for you in terms of like your your outlook on like certain societal issues. I know you've touched a bit on that before, mm-hmm. but like what is the culture like there in terms of like talking about things like oh I don't know, maybe like rape or you know just like little things that you know drive conversation in yeah. the culture you know whether it's on social media or like in person what's it what's the culture like there mm-hmm. um i think talk like let's say rape let's let's take rape for, for an example because you've already talked about rape i feel like universally it's a pro- rape is a problem yeah rape it is. is a universal problem yeah and I feel like, always be pushed but back. i feel like in kenya there is definitely more openness to talking about the topic um i remember very recently on twitter a, a girl a kenyan girl actually came forth and she was like oh this person abused me and so that created a whole movement of girls coming out and like exposing their rapists and stuff and i feel like that is something that in cameroon if it were to happen there is still someone who would find a way to say ah but why are you guys doing it on the internet what is what is this going to change and as much as in also like in kenya the discussions some people like that were on the tl they were, their voices weren't as strong, but I feel like in Cameroon it would be very different. Someone would find a way to say this is unnecessary, don't do this, or someone would find a way to delete it or, you know, condemn you for that. So I feel like, yeah, their their outlook on societal issues, they're really trying to challenge change. And I feel like because they're a more developed country, they're also trying to develop develop themselves in the way that they think. So acceptance of the gay community, for example, it's not legal still in Kenya, but you're more likely to come out and say, I'm gay in Kenya than you are in Cameroon. That I can tell you for sure. Because that I, I definitely have a lot of homophobic Kenyan friends, but I don't feel like the extent of the homophobia would be as violent as the extent of homophobia was in Cameroon. So I, I always ask myself, if I had grown up in Cameroon, would I, ha- would I be, a be like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. would I, I don't think I would be homophobic because my parents aren't actually homophobic, mm. but my parents are not pro either. They're mm. just do whatever there. Like. They don't have a problem with it, but I don't think that they would want me to be it. And you see, that's that because I grew up in Kenya. If I had grown up in Cameroon, I probably would have been like my parents. But because I I grew up in Kenya and I saw that this is a, you know, it's a normal. It's, it's there's nothing wrong with it. I feel like now I can be the parent that's like I don't I don't care. You can be what you want, as opposed to my parents who would probably be like, you know, I don't want my daughter, but you guys can be. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it really helped me. It helped me view, like, identify certain problems in society that I don't think that I would have been, that that I would have seen so clearly if mm-hmm. I had stayed in Cameroon. And it's very, a very strong ideologies, you know. Yeah. So yeah. 
Okay, so just before we wrap up, um, I would I would not forgive myself if I didn't talk about this. Mm. I, you know, I stumbled on your a little doodle page on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I really like that because I like um. I think that um, representation is very important. Mm. I like the idea. I think like one thing that has helped me to feel more at home on the internet yeah. is like coming on the internet and seeing things and being like, oh my God, I look like that. Yeah. Or, oh my God, I do that too. You know, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your doodle thing. Um, so, plug yourself. how did it start? <laughs> <laughs> I've always drawn. I used to draw as a child, but then... Um, I went to high school and drawing became much more serious mm-hmm. and like it's something drawing up uh, becoming better is something that like you need to work on yeah and i feel like i didn't want to put the effort i really just didn't i was like no this is too hard i know i can draw but this is too hard so i'm not gonna do it so the doodles page is not actually like my real art i actually draw like portraits of people and no. stuff like that. i actually do that but i'm too shy to post that because every time i go on instagram i'll see someone who has done proper realistic proper wow mm-hmm, eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm like no let me just get better before i post that but yeah um i started the doodle page around the time when there was the NSARS protest. Yeah. And so I follow a lot. You know all of these Instagram pages on Instagram that like talk. Well, Instagram I mean, pages. <laughs> <laughs> that talk about issues, different issues in the United States and challenge feminism. I'm um, mm. sorry, challenge um, what is misogyny and you know all of that stuff. I felt like yes, but this is these pages are so Westernized. They're so Eurocentric. There's crises and wars happening in Africa and no one is talking about it. So I was like, I want to do something. I actually want to actually want to contribute and help and at least raise awareness, share petitions. Because I think those things, even if they're small in like people's eyes, I feel like they go, they kind of go a long way. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I think my, I can't remember what my first drawing was. It was something, no, it was not related to NSARS, but when I really, really started like taking the whole thing seriously was around the whole time when there was the Congo stuff, you remember the stuff about them exploiting children in Congo Mm -hmm. and the NSARS movement. So I thought, let me just actually talk about it. And around the time as well, there was, um, that's when the war in Cameroon also started getting serious. And so I was like, I really want to draw something or, you know, communicate what is happening in an easy way because people don't like to read essays. Quite frankly, if you come and post a whole, like, document of exactly detailed what is happening, people are not going to read it because people don't care. So I was like, let me just do something fun, something quick that people can read and actually get informed and perhaps take action. So yeah. I did them and, like, they actually got, like, the, the impressions that were so many. I think I got, like, 10,000 or something. I was like, this is helpful. Then I went on Twitter. I saw some of them. I was like, oh, I'm kind of going a little bit viral. Yay! <laughs> happy that I could like it really warmed my heart that I could help in that aspect because I wanted people to know I wanted people who were so stuck in their their countries and their own issues to know and you know what the thing that pissed me off is that (laughs) around that time I went on I went on TikTok yeah and this American girl was talking about how oh, I'm so sorry that people are dying in Congo. I'm so sorry that people are dying in Nigeria. But Americans are going through a pandemic and they're also going through some elections. So, like, you know, I literally can't leave my house. I can't go grocery shopping. So I'm sorry I can't deal with you guys' problems right now. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, I was like, what, girl, who asked you? Like, 
No one has asked you for anything. You can't come here. You're giving us nothing. Talk, I mean, go girl. Give us nothing. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? Why does she think she needed to say that? And mm-hmm. that's why I was like, no. These Americans, they need to stop. Because they think their issues are so world revolutionary. Yeah. Like the fact that they're going through such a large-scale pandemic. And not to undermine the lives that they're losing. But as they're going through a pandemic, we are going through a pandemic. Simultaneously, people are dying because of political movements. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. I think you're right. And I really like the idea of that, you know, just coming out and, like, taking up space. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the things that we see, like especially like circling back to this thing about representation it's like okay so when a lot of things happen you would most likely see them on like mainstream like you know yeah um either tv or like social media and like you know who's pushing these conversations mm-hmm. who's starting them who's like channeling you know all their energy into this exactly. and like i think also it's very you're very right towards like you know last year was really chaotic <laughs> oh my god it was so chaotic. <laughs> so chaotic and like with all of the things that were happening in africa i really like the fact that a lot of people were coming out a lot of african voices were coming out mm-hmm. to say you know, to push movements, you know, to amplify. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I'm not going to take it out. No, it's okay. No. <laughs> I worked too hard for this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to amplify voices, you know, to drive, like, serious conversations. Yeah. Because I find that, like, a lot of Africans, we we tend to, like, bury our heads in the sand and just be like, okay, we're not going to talk about it. Or we're going to talk about it in, like, our homes. Mm-hmm. But, like, last year, I really, really saw, like, a lot of you know, voices, voices. and I really like that, and I really mm. love what you're doing, to be honest, because Thank even before you. seeing your page, I've seen similar content, mm-hmm. but then I've gone to those pages, and I've been like, okay, so who is doing this, and then when you see, like, the, the energy with which, like, someone that isn't, like, in the situation, yeah. would push a conversation about it, can't be the same as someone who's felt it, yeah. or someone who has like stake, a stake, a stake you know, in the situation, in the yeah. situation, so I really like that a lot of African voices are coming out, I mm-hmm. love what you're doing, okay. um, so the Instagram page is at the badoodle <laughs> so um, that's T-H-E-B-E-D-O-U-U-D-L-E-S <laughs> well I'm so surprised I didn't stutter <laughs> I love so yeah, it. follow me guys. I haven't posted in a while, but I'm trying to start again. It's uni. That's really um, it's uni. That's going. Uni is it. affecting my real life. I also saw your skincare page. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to keep that keep that a secret, but you need to start pushing it. <laughs> I'm really really shy about oh, it. Really? I think I started it. I started it just like, just to kind of like just open my mouth and talk. Cause like last year, I felt like a lot of things were going on, and I was like choking. Mm-hmm. So, so you needed to. I just like even with this podcast, even like a lot of things that I'm doing, I just felt like, look, there's so many things going on. I need to try to find a way to like express myself. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, like even with this podcast, with the page, with a lot of things I'm doing, I don't, I haven't really found the medium I think suits my voice best. Yeah. But I'm still going to keep talking because if I don't, I'm going to be, I'm going to go explode. Exactly. Girl, I see. So that's kind of what I'm doing. When I started it, I was just like, kind of just like talking to the void and just talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, like it's a nice way to document and go back and say, okay, this is what I was going through at this time. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So that's kind of what it is for now. But I'm sure like when school gets off my neck, I'll be more, you yeah. know, consistent with that. And all of that. I hope to see that. <laughs> and I like the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> it's really nice. I really like. I feel like the first episode I really connected with was the episode where you were talking about moving here. Yeah. I, I feel like, like that was I it for me. You. That was it for me. Like mm-hmm. when I recorded that, I was, I was, 
I was in rock bottom. Yeah. You know, so I just felt like, oh my God, what can I do? And I just told a couple of my friends, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And they were like, what? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did it. And I felt, it makes me feel very proud. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I go on the app and I see like a couple of people have listened. And it just feels very personal to me because it's like, you took your time out to do this, to yeah. listen to me speak. You know, and it just feels like having a, like how we're sitting and having a yeah. conversation. So, you know, I hope to, you know, eventually find what makes me, what makes my voice sound best and then you know be more active with talking with that but then i'll definitely continue the podcast i really enjoyed this conversation yeah <laughs> thank too. you so much for doing no this no problem thank you for having me 